0: This is episode number 332 with Lisa Messenger on how to make failure your friend. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal leaders from around the globe as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible are you ready beautiful Do you wanna become a certified integrative health practitioner? Well, my health guru and one of my all time favorite humans, Dr. Stephen Cabral, who's a naturopathic, functional medicine and Ayurvedic doctor, created a life-changing health coaching training. This is perfect for anyone who wants to take their health to the next level, add another tool to their current toolkit, or create an entirely new career for yourself as an integrative health practitioner. This is the first of a kind that fuses ancient Ayurvedic wisdom and prioritizes whole body holistic healing. It very carefully takes into consideration that everyone is extremely different with different body types, So there's no one-size-fits-all approach here, which I love and totally agree with. His approach is about understanding that the body seeks equilibrium. So his program is all about bringing your body back into balance as quickly as possible. So this program is so in-depth and insightful. It's for anyone who wants to take their health or their family's health to the next level. Trust me, and I have seen this firsthand when Nick went from struggling after spending hundreds of thousands of dollars over many years and just not being able to get the answers or support he needed, to now being in the best shape of his life with unstoppable energy and a sense of balance and calm that is truly inspiring. It's also for anyone who is already in the health and wellness field and wants to uplevel their knowledge and skills, or for anyone who wants an entirely new career as a certified integrative health practitioner. This program is all online, which is awesome. So you can go at your own pace. And it has got me so excited. So excited, in fact, that I'm offering an epic bonus to anyone who signs up using my special link. So head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash Cabral. That's C-A-B-R-A-L to check out all the details and to take control of your health and your future today. Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited to welcome you back to another Power Chat episode. Just to give you a little bit of context, these Power Chats are shorter episodes with one of my soul sisters or soul brothers, where we dive deep into a topic that's lighting us both up in real time. This week, I have my buddy Lisa Messenger, founder and CEO of The Collective Hub, and we're going to be diving deep into failure and how to make failure your best friend. Let's dive in. Lisa Messenger, my beautiful friend. I'm so excited to have you here. But before we dive in, let's go back. How did we first meet? I was doing my notes on what we're going to chat about. And I was like, when did we first meet? Because we have been friends for so many years. Do you remember? Because I don't.
1: I don't. You know what? Normally I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I can answer anything, anytime, anywhere. This one has thrown me though. I feel like we've been in each other's ethers in various iterations, whether it's been, I don't know, sharing a stage or meeting through friends or across the social sphere. It's been a long time. So I can't
0: pinpoint exactly when, where, how. I know. Me either. Me either. But All I do know is that we've been friends for a really long time and maybe it was sharing a stage speaking at some event, but I know for sure that I have definitely admired you from afar before we actually met. I've admired you and your work for a very long time. I love what you created with the Collective Hub. I loved all of your events, your magazines, your books. And one thing that really stood out to me, and I think I must have read it in one of your books or your magazines or or heard you say it on stage, and that was the concept of failing fast. So what does that mean? Because I don't like to use that word failure because I see everything as like an opportunity for growth. But talk to us about what does it mean to fail fast? So I think we're probably on the same
1: page, and but we maybe use different languaging around it. I feel like for so many years, people have stigmatized the word failure and it's been like the enemy and it's like embarrassing or, you know, there's so much fear associated with failure. And I've just made failure my friend. But to add to your point, what that means is... All day, every day, I'm unafraid to try something. And then if it doesn't work, I just morph, pivot, iterate quickly, right? So I think in business or in life, so many people... Over perfect things. And so they never actually start. They write a business plan that's a hundred pages and they dot every I and cross every T. And by the time they're actually prepared to take it to market, they've run out of money. There is no market anymore. Someone else has moved on. So I'm really big. And if people follow me across social media, you'll see often I'll put a great idea out there and then you'll never hear about it again. It's because I'm constantly testing in real time. And it means that I fail like, I don't know, dozens of times every single day because I'm constantly having a go. So you'll see me create a lot of stuff, but that might be like one in 50 things that's actually worked.
0: And why aren't you scared? Like, because so many people would be like, oh, it's too scary. It's too scary. Like, I don't want it because I'm the same as you. Like, I have ideas and I just put them into action. Yes, I have my inner critic. My inner mean girl does pop up and she says, like, who do you think you are? And you can't do this. But I master that and I just move forward because life is too precious and too sacred and too short and we don't know how long we're here for. So how do you move past that fear of maybe what other people say? Like what are your some of your tools and tactics?
1: Yeah, and I love that. And you are the master of mastering your inner mean girl. So thank you. Look, I believe it's a resilience muscle learned over years of trying something, failing, learning and moving on. And, you know, if I look back, I mean, in a business sense, I started my first business 22nd of October, 2001. So like nearly 19 years ago and the risks that I took back then are very different to the risks that I take now. So I think everyone learns at different paces, but what I do is one of my routines is this, I would try something I'll test it. I'll go, ah, it didn't fall in a big heap. And so that gives me the resilience muscle, the tenacity, the confidence to kind of go, okay, I'm going to try a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And also I've learned to reverse engineer problems. So I play a game and I I know you love gamification and rituals and everything else. So this is something I've honed over the years. What I do very quickly in about a minute is I go to worst case scenario and I allow myself to go there, but just very quickly to feel it. And then in my mind's eye, I quickly reverse engineer it and I go, okay, oh, that's bad. Who do I need? An accountant, a lawyer, <laughs> a coach, a holistic healer, like, and then I come back to present, but I do it in like a minute or two maximum. And that way I'm not holding it all myself. I quickly surround myself with my inner circle, my gang that can help me with the problem at at hand. And then suddenly I can breathe a sigh of relief and go, ah, it's not such a big thing. If that happens, I know how to quickly overcome that. So I think it's something that I've learned over the years and it's about just having a go. You know, I call people gunners or doers. There's a lot of, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Or it's just like, just start, just start.
0: Yeah. And you're definitely a doer and that's your personality. Same with me, you know, where that type A, I want to know, what are you in human design? Do you know? I don't know. I do not know. Can you please find out and let me know? I would love to know, but you're probably a generator or a manifesting generator. But something that you said that was really powerful was going to the worst case scenario because a lot of people won't even go there. They're like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to even think about that. I don't even want to put that in the sphere. And especially if you're more of a spiritual person, you know the power of your thoughts. And so if you think that is the worst case scenario, and if you visualize that, it, it's like you don't want to manifest it. But there's something really powerful in actually going, well, what is the worst case scenario? Often it's not as big or as scary as we make it out to be. And actually thinking about it can help you reverse engineer what you need to do. And another thing that I love that you said was getting support. And I know you talk a lot about this in all of your books and I do very openly too. I will be the first one to put my hand up and say, I need my coach. I need a therapist. I need a healer because I feel like a lot of people are very, it's more of like a a pride thing. They're very ashamed to say I need a health coach or I need a relationship coach or I need a business coach, but there's nothing shameful about it, is there? No, nothing shameful at all. And just to say a little bit more about what you were just
1: talking about, I am extraordinarily spiritual, like to the nth degree, you name it. I've kind of <laughs> explored every modality on the planet. No, not every, but a lot. I love that. I love from, that about you. From being nude in sweat lodges in Costa Rica <laughs> to, you know, dressing in purple robes for three weeks straight in Osho's commune in India. Like I've done a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff and and I love that and I love integrating it back into my, you know, westernized life. And I, I love learning and seeking So, and I'm very big on what you just said, like the power of language and the power of thought and the power of manifestation and visualization. And that's why I very specifically said, I let myself go there very quickly. And then I bring it back to present day. I don't allow myself to dwell. But the reason I do that is I think fear is something that actually often never actualizes. And so what keeps us in separation or keeps us small or keeps us afraid from stepping into the greatest version of ourselves, and you get this more than anyone, is that we keep it so separate. Oh my gosh, I'm so afraid of this thing. My gosh, my self-worth, I'm not good enough. I I don't have the skill set. like all these fear-based things to keep us small and self-sabotage. And so that's why I squarely, very consciously look fear in the face and go there and I own it but i do not attach in any way shape or form to that because i agree we whatever we attach to you know we manifest we bring into being so i'm very careful and conscious and purposeful about how i enable myself to go there so i will just reiterate go there quickly and then come back yeah. and it's only to see it, look it in the face and go, ah, oh, okay, I've got this. Because if we don't face it, it can become overwhelming and too much, you know, and we would remain catatonic rocking silently in the little ball in the corner somewhere, you know, afraid of anything. So, so that's what lets me go big and go quickly
0: you know, so many of the things that I've learned from you, like whether it's that phrase failing fast, which I love, and, and you're very quick at pivoting and pivoting in life and pivoting in business. Whenever, you know, there's something that doesn't feel in alignment with you, you're like, okay, it's time to go over here. Where I know for me, very early in my journey, I would sometimes feel a bit paralyzed. Like I'm like, I don't know where to go. And I know a lot of people do feel paralyzed. And so how can they move past if they're in a situation right now, whether it's in business or whether it's in a relationship or maybe even something to do with their health, like if they're feeling really paralyzed, how can they take that next step? Or what are some things that you would suggest?
1: Okay, so this is a cliche and it's a cliche for a reason. I say get comfortable being uncomfortable. And by that, I mean this, you know, as an entrepreneur or, you know, uh, the queen of pivoting now, as I do, <laughs> whether <laughs> I've had a, had a breakup or, you know, a myriad of other things that there are many books about. So there are a lot of people, for example, when COVID came about, they're used to their nine to five job. They have a sense of purpose because they walk into an office every day. They sit at a desk. They know what they're meant to do suddenly the rug is pulled out from under them. They're discombobulated because they've got to work from home. They're like, I don't have a dedicated workspace. Oh my gosh, I don't have my rituals and routines. I don't have the tech set up. And so it's easy to suddenly feel unsupported and in limbo and, you know, totally discombobulated. So whereas me, because I've had to, you know, by the nature of being an entrepreneur and pushing boundaries all the time, I've learned very quickly. And in fact, I've learned so much that that is when I thrive. When something really hard comes at me, I go, woohoo, problem. And I go solution quickly. Like I've trained myself to think like that. What I would say on a practical level to people is just start to push yourself and be counterintuitive in small ways. And that could be just if you fold your arms left to right, fold them right to left. If you clean your teeth with your right hand, clean it with your left hand, like really simple stuff. But if you go and get your coffee at a certain coffee shop every morning, walk a different way to a different coffee shop. So it's, I think, amazing when we trick our neurological pathways into doing things differently, how we start to get comfortable with just being uncomfortable because I think it's extraordinary as humans that we are such creatures of habits and it's uncomfortable, just the little things. So you don't have to go nude to a sweat lodge in Costa Rica or like do some of the crazy stuff you have done. But I purposely and very consciously put myself in very strange situations because it kind of trips me and it makes me go, whoa, whoa. And I'm always testing my belief system, my values and just Purposely getting uncomfortable to keep, you know, learning that resilience muscle, learning what is true for me. So just start slowly, slowly. And it's, it becomes fun when you become conscious of it and go, oh, I walked a different way. Oh, I did a different, whatever it is, little, little, little. And then become braver and braver and braver. And then you get used to, I think, when unexpected change comes at us. Because stuff comes at us every single day that is beyond our control. And the only thing we can control. how we respond to it. So train our mindsets to get ready.
0: It's like a muscle, like with anything, the more you do it, the stronger that muscle is going to get. And I love starting small. So starting with brushing your teeth with the other hand, you know, going to the bathroom, using the other hands, like just doing everything in the other way, because it does stretch your mind because our minds and our brains, they're so flexible and they want to be stretched. And so often we are creatures of habit and we do get in our ways. We get kind of stuck in our ways and it's kind of like, Groundhog Day, sometimes, especially because, you know, with what's going on in the world at the moment with COVID, there's a lot more restrictions. So people kind of are getting stuck in these ways and they're not stretching their minds. But it's like anything. If you want to grow and evolve and learn, you've got to stretch yourself. You've got to flex that muscle because that's when we grow. And I love what you said about things are going to happen. They're out of our control, but how we respond to them is what really matters. Like we can control that.
1: And that's the thing, right? And I mean, (laughs) I feel, and you would feel this as well. Like a lot of people go, wow, your life's so amazing. Yes, it's amazing. Yes, I've consciously created that, but in equal measure, because it's big now and I do a lot of stuff, it's in equal measure, unexpected and really downright scary and unpredictable at times. So the only reason I can deal with that is because I've honed my mindset to kind of deal with things. And it's a bit like Teflon, let that slide, let that slide and just keep moving forward and not being fixated on the small stuff because it gets in our way all the time. And if we let it, it will cripple us.
0: Mm, Totally. I love that analogy of Teflon, like letting it go, letting it go. Like one of my favorite mantras is I say to myself multiple times throughout the day, let it go, Melissa, let it go. Like it doesn't matter. And does it, it doesn't matter is another one of my favorite mantras. Like Nick will see me getting so upset about something and he'll just look at me, put his hand on my shoulder and be like, it doesn't matter, babe. And I'm like, you're right. It actually doesn't matter. In the big scheme of things, it doesn't matter. What matters most is who you are being on the inside. Are you being kind to yourself? Are you being kind to others? Are you being loving to yourself? Are you being loving to others? Like At the end of the day, shit is going to happen in your business. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But how you are showing up, within yourself and to others is the most important thing.
1: And a very quick sobering exercise around that to follow on from what you're saying is just ask yourself this simple question. Will it matter 10 minutes from now? Maybe. Will it matter 10 months from now? Probably not. (laughs) Will it matter 10 years from now? No. And so as soon as you do that, you're like, oh, and I, you know, I do it. I catch myself all day, every day. It's just that I've honed the tools to be able to kind of. Doesn't mean that I don't go there. Probably like you, but it's like, okay, here are the tools. I know what to do. Just do the work. <laughs> yeah,
0: and there is, there is a lot of internal work and i think that's one of the things that first really drew me into you because i i was like who is this super successful driven entrepreneur powerhouse goddess who is also doing all the internal spiritual work and that's you know something that really inspired me about you from the beginning because i knew you were doing you know you were also boss babing but you're also doing the inner work how important Is the two. Like duality. (laughs) Duality.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's one of my favorite words, masculine and feminine. Like there's so much duality in all of what we do. And I think that's what's so often misunderstood. So I love that you brought that up. Thank you. I honor you and I see you for that. I think so many people think that you have to be like, yeah, boss babe and aggro and this is how it works. And you can't have that beautiful, humanistic, feminine side. And I believe, and I think all of us pendulate between a masculine and feminine, whether we are male or female. And people may relate to this. I mean, if I come home or at the end of a day and Stephen, my fiance says, oh my God, take off your war face. Cause I know <laughs> I'm still in my like let's go, let's do deals, let's hustle, you know, that energy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you, bring it back. And you're like the goddess of that. And I often have much to learn because, you know, in a way, I love that. Adrenaline of doing deals and going fast and you know, failing fast and moving and pivoting and iterating and all of that stuff. But that's very much my masculine side, and I'm like, okay, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. So, I think it's something to be aware of. You know, I think life is beautiful, and we can have that duality and we can morph between both. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And what I would say is that in business, in life, in everything. I just bring it back to the human element, you know, relationships and relating and communicating. And I think from that space, you know, we can all do anything once we share similar visions, values, beliefs, like it opens up an extraordinary world of possibility.
0: Oh, that feels like the most beautiful place to kind of round this (laughs) <laughs> conversation out so perfectly articulated. There are so many nuggets of wisdom in this. And I love that you touched on the masculine and feminine because it's so important. We all have masculine, we all have feminine energy. And you know, you talk about the pendulum, I talk about dancing between the two. It's like you're constantly, and Nick's the same. Nick will say to me, okay, like business mode is is over now, babe. Like, you know, it's time to be in your goddess mode. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right. You know, not in that fast paced go, go, go mode anymore. So it's really important. Again, it's like what we're talking about before it's a muscle. It gets strengthened the more that you use it. And the more that you are aware of it, you can kind of come back and identify within yourself. Oh, I might be too far over this side and I might need to come a little bit more over here. (laughs) And, and it's, it is a dance and the more awareness that we have, the more we know when we need to kind of pivot. Mm. And you are the queen of pivot. <laughs> you are the goddess of pivot. And I am so inspired by you. You are such a dear friend to me. I love our conversations. I love how you were just killing it in business mode and you're also doing all the inner work and you have time for your friends. Like you spoke about relationships. You will always pick up the phone to me if I have a question about something. You will always help me out with something and I just love that about you so much. So thank you for sharing your wisdom. Where can everybody find you? Thank you and thank you for all of that. I'm like, enough already. And
1: ditto right back at you. And I think that's the beautiful thing. It's just about conversations and lifting each other higher wherever and whenever we can. So thank you for having me. People can generally follow
0: at Lisa Messenger and at Collective Hub across all channels. So that is easy. Awesome. So everyone's going to go check you out. Thank you so much, beautiful lady. I love you to the moon and back. And ditto. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Don't forget to look at failure as an opportunity for growth. Anytime you fall down is an opportunity for you to learn and to get these lessons and to pivot and to pivot fast. Don't look at anything as a failure. They are always opportunities to grow and learn and evolve. Have that mindset from now on and you will skyrocket your success and your happiness. Now, I hope you loved today's Power Chat with Lisa. Come and tell me on Instagram, hit subscribe and leave me a review in iTunes or on your podcast app if you loved this, because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And don't forget to come and follow me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me your top key takeaways from this episode. And for everything that Lisa and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that's over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 332. And if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please be an angel and share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.